All right. Well, welcome to or welcome back uh, to this week's podcast. Uh, my name is Trevor Monroe, and we'll reflect on that respectable performance against Utah. Buffs were shorthanded and overmatched, but they did keep hope alive uh, with impressive uh, performance, gritty play throughout, particularly considering the injuries. Uh, however, uh, within days, uh, the shoe did drop and uh, forever buff. Darren Chevrini was relieved of his duties, so the search of an offensive coordinator, uh, also offensive line coach, uh, has begun. Uh, so in this episode, uh, we'll, as always, we'll reflect on the games and the key takeaways. We'll also uh, look at some of the key takeaways from the season as a whole and get into some of the uh, prospects and grade out some of the position groups for those returning and finally uh, suggest or, or speculate on some of the potential off-season moves in this uh, in this critical period in this critical off-season. So let's jump in. All right, now let's get into the uh, position group grades, at least for those projected returners. So looking at the quarterback room, this was the youngest quarterback room in the country. I'm not 100% sure about that, but who could have less experience than the buffs? We had Brennan Lewis, you know, freshman. He played his first year was in the COVID year behind him. Um, we had Drew Carter, who was a first-year freshman, and we had walk-on freshmen behind them. So JT Shrout was a transfer from Tennessee, but he was out this year. So I give uh, that group a C-, which is generous. Um, but Brennan Lewis, I think when he did get pass protection, he was uh, very effective. He also uh, you know, took care of the ball. He... I'm not sure um, if he broke some, I think he broke a freshman record actually for the most games without, uh, without an interception. Uh, and most of all, I think he just proved uh, durable and kind of resilient emotionally. That was a tough season to endure being, you know, the, if not the worst offense in FBS football, uh, very close to it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what we have there. His ratings in pass were 64. His rating in run was 69, which is actually pretty good. When we look at Drew Carter's, it was uh, his ratings were 50 in pass, and he only got you know a small sample size of 10 plays. But uh, but that's it for quarterback. We definitely uh, need some help there. Running backs, uh, I would give the grade uh, B plus. We certainly. Uh, had productivity from Jarek Broussard, uh, from Alex Fontenot, and Dion Smith. Uh, behind those three, all, all three of those players return next year. We also had Joe Davis, who, who redshirted this year, and Jaylee Stacks. Uh, Ashad Clayton has entered the transfer portal. At wide receiver, I'd give that a B plus. Um, prob- probably one of the more maybe the deepest position group uh, on the team, even though we we did lose uh, Levante Chenault, who entered the transfer portal. 
but Brennan Rice had a had a solid year. Uh, he needs to probably sharpen up on some of his route runnings and and you know some details of his game. But he's obviously explosive. He's got a professional body and pedigree. Uh, he had a 67 rating in professional football focus. Montana Lemonius Craig, uh, I think, had a really solid first year. He was injured late. We have Dimitri Stanley coming back. Uh, we have the possibility to have Daniel Arias coming back and uh, others like Chase Penry, uh, Chris Carpenter, Ty Robinson all looked uh, you know, like they have a lot of potential, particularly Chase Penry. He had a lot of snaps this year. Um, and keep in mind, Matt Bell and J- Jalen Jackson, they were sidelined this year with injury, but they have the potential to return. Uh, tight ends, I guess, uh, I gave it a C plus. We do have Brady Russell. Um, he had a, he had a good year. He actually led the buffs in receiving for the first time in a long time. Um, Alex Pell will be back. Kaleeb Fourier and Austin Smith, Eric Olson. So those are, those are the three, I think that probably have more talent. Uh, Austin Smith is, is very fast. So is Kaleeb Fourier. And Eric Olson was a four-star. So hopefully we see some uh, one of those, if not all of those tight ends, make a jump next year. Um, this year, uh, they I think they all redshirted. A few others in the mix, C.J. Schmansky and Louis Passarello also return. Offensive line, um, actually the interior line. So when we looked at the run blocking, that was pretty good. Uh, it was better than last year. And uh, obviously part of the reason was Kari Kutch, a big part of the reason is Kari Kutch and Colby Purcell. So we lose we lose Kari, we may get Colby back, we'll see. But I'd give the the returners that we, we will have a grade of B. So Casey Roddick is going to come back. Chase Lytle will come back, as will uh, Cannon Ray. All of them saw significant action this year. Uh, Noah Fenske, the transfer from Iowa, he got into the Minnesota game. Um, we'll see how he pans out. Austin Johnson, he came back from an injury last year, but it looks like he was uh, competitive for the center position the year before. Uh, Carson Lee, TBD, he's out on a personal issue. Um, and some freshmen this year who did not see action, Jackson Anderson and Ed Egder Amaya are also in the mix. Oh, Josh Gines, if I didn't mention Josh. Josh didn't see a lot of playing time this year, but he he has been in there in the past. Um, on the tackle side, uh, I have to give it uh, a D minus, and I think that is generous. Um, we definitely need significant performance improvement at this position and greater depth. We just cannot go into a season with, um, you know, I think we had three scholarship tackles to work with and one of those got injured no four four scholarship tackles max ray went down with the injury so in a way we we're fortunate that jake wiley and frank phillip held up but their uh you know their pass blocking was a lot left a lot to be desired uh their ratings were below 50 well below 50 um max ray we'll see if he returns his weren't much better. He was actually also about right at 50 on pass block. And then 
so Max Ray is contemplating uh, medical retirement uh, because of the head injury. Um, Gerard Christian Lichtenhan uh, got in a few plays. He actually had a pass block rating that was a slightly higher than the others, but very small sample size. He's uh, he's very tall, six um, ten, I believe. And uh, just looking, you know, up close and personal on the sidelines, I think he really needs um, to benefit from Shannon Turley's conditioning program. Just get kind of re, re uh, distribute some of the weight on his body for sure. But he seems to have good feet and did did a respectable job when he was in there. Uh, let's go to the defensive side. So interior, I, I give it a, a C plus. I really like the game of Jalen Sami. He really made uh, strides uh, this year and um, looking forward to getting him back next year. Uh, and someone just like him, if we can clone him. Naeem Rodman, I think, had a good year. Uh, looked good early and also looked good late. Had a good game against Utah, uh, for sure. Janaz Jordan will be back. He really needs to up his game. I think that'll be his last game, but uh, last season. But uh, he would benefit from, I think, some conditioning. Jaden Simon uh, saw some action late. It was it was mixed, but I thought he flashed on some plays. Uh Others in the mix who re- who redshirted this year, we have Tyus Martin. Uh, I think he was close to a four, you know high three star recruit from Arkansas, big body three forty. Ryan Williams, uh, he got some buzz in camp. He's a six five kid from Texas, and then Alan Baugh, uh, also a freshman from uh, from Florida, will return. But we definitely need to get some help from the transfer portal at this position. On the edge, so I consider the edge the defensive. I've grouped the defensive ends along with the outside linebackers. I would definitely give this a B plus. Um, we have Terrence Lang. I think he kind of underperformed last year. He had some. Uh, he had a good season last year. wasn't as good in the pass rush department this year, uh, but it will be his final year, and he certainly has uh, kind of bona fide professional uh, athleticism. Uh, and you know some of the intent, I guess, physical uh, attributes that you look for at that position. Um, the other defensive linemen, maybe not so much. Uh, we have Justin Jackson who will return, uh, and that's about all I have to say on the defensive ends. But the other edge rushers, so Guy Thomas came on strong this year. He was injured late, but really looked good. Yoshka Gustav, he had some great uh, performances in the pass rush department, possibly the highest. I think he had a 72, which I think was the highest uh, rating in pass rush. Um, but he was injured late. Uh, Mont- Jamar Montgomery also had a really high uh, rating, surprisingly. Um, he was injured late. Uh, I was impressed, really impressed by some of the freshmen. Uh, Alvin Williams and Devin Grant, they started seeing action late. I think both will redshirt, you know, they didn't, you know, they were under the four games, but Devin Grant had a great game against Utah, had a really good game against, um, against Washington, as did Alvin Williams. They really made their presence felt. And Alvin, to me, he seems like the second coming of Ronnie Woolfolk. Uh, we'll see, but excited about them. Um, 
Zion Magali didn't see much from him. I expect him to redshirt. We'll see if he develops. But yeah, all in all, defensive edge, really good group returning there. Inside linebacker, um, I'm going to give this a C minus. They obviously have huge fill, shoes to fill with Nate's departure, but they did get kind of some uh, some good games in the last four games this season. Uh, Quinn Perry uh, probably will fill in for Nate next year as the play caller. He's going to need to uh, get better in, in in coverage and just instincts. I mean, how good can he he Nate had some of the best instincts in the business, um, but hopefully Quinn Perry can get better. Jack Lamb, actually, when you look at his ratings, he he performed, uh, he rated pretty high. He was injured uh, in the Utah game, but his run defense, his pass rush, and his coverage, and his tackling actually were all uh, decently rated. Um, so he may factor in, expect him to be one of the inside backers along with Robert Barnes. Uh, we'll see how, how things shake out. Um, Robert Barnes was a, was a powerful tackler. Uh, he did have some, uh, challenges in, in coverage for sure. He was, he had, he was really poor in coverage. Actually, if you look at the ratings, Marvin Ham, um, I think is about about the same, although you know strong tackling, not so great in coverage. And then we have others uh, like Mr. Williams, who I think was battling some injury in camp, but um, he he was spoken highly early on by by Nate and some of uh, the coaches. So I give uh, I give it C minus a possible. Uh, I don't. We'll see how things go. Um, we might have the talent on staff to get by next year, but we may also uh, look to the portal. The The corners, this this is the highest grade, in my opinion. Um, I give it an A. We have proven, I think, next level talent and experience coming back, led by Christian Gonzalez and Makai Blackman. Both are excellent kind of lockdown type cover corners. Um, Nigel Bethel is the third corner. He was injured, I think, about six games in, but he was having a really good cover year. And late in the year, Nico Reed, Kalen Moore, um, also Tyron Taylor, who moved to safety. But all those, uh, all of those uh, prospects, I think, look look promising, and uh, we're we're in good hands at least through next year. I think at corner, hopefully nothing. This unseen, notwithstanding unforeseen transfers or injuries. Um, the safety position, as I mentioned this season, I thought that was uh, one of our areas where you know we lacked depth. Luckily, we didn't we didn't have injuries there. Mark Perry and Isaiah Lewis held up. So I give that that position group a C. Um, Mark Perry, I think, finished pretty good. I uh, had a good game against Utah, um, had some Good showings late. I wasn't impressed with his run defense and his uh, PFF rating reflects that. It's 50, which is poor. Um, but he did some good things in coverage. And I thought even his run defense was uh, getting better. At, I should have leave it at that at the Utah game. Trevor Woods. Uh, well, first, let's, Isaiah Lewis, his run defense was excellent. It was a uh, 65. I wouldn't say excellent, but uh, above average. And... Um, 
his his coverage I think uh, needs needs improvement. Trevor Woods uh, showed that he could make some plays. Uh, he he is pretty also pretty good in run defense, and of course he had that uh, big special teams play where he bought, blocked the punt and had a pick a scoop and score, which uh, which is consistent with his high school tape where he's doing uh, you know pick six every other play, <laughs> not quite but um, big tape big play kind of guy. Uh, Tyron Taylor also had a lot of snaps, maybe the most snaps of the freshman this year. Uh, most of those were at corner, um, but he moved to safety late. Ray Robinson, he actually had really good ratings. Uh, didn't get a lot of snaps this year. I think he was uh, played only two games, so they might be redshirting him. I'm not sure what they have in store. Um, but uh, he moved from linebacker early on, and he has eligibility left. So I do think uh, safety is an area where they need to bring in uh, somebody from the portal. Uh, finally, position group kickers. So uh, actually, did I say so this is my highest rated group. I gave them an A plus. Um, maybe that's generous, but certainly not for Josh Watts. He probably will be a contender or in the conversation for the Ray Guy Award. Um, I guess there could be some discussion whether they bring him back. It's kind of a luxury to have a, a fifth year uh, punter. Uh, they do have a gray shirt, Ashton Logan, waiting in the wings. But uh, assuming he comes back, I think... We have an A-plus squad. Cole Becker was a freshman. He came in as one of the, I think, the second highest recruited, uh, rated recruit in high school. Uh, he had a pretty good year, all things considered. It was freshman year, missed a few, but um, but that happens. Uh, all right. So now that I've kind of laid out some of the grades and uh, areas that the buffs need to look to in the transfer portal, uh, let's go into the, the postseason moves. Okay, this is going to be a big offseason, a critical offseason, uh, if the buffs are going to accelerate the, the development process and uh, make a leap on that journey towards the Rose Bowl. Uh, certainly, you know, the buffs... Uh, fan base has is super frustrated. Uh, we live in a culture, a social media culture, with uh, that doesn't have a lot of patience with coaches. We see the coaching carousel just going wild uh, as we speak with Lincoln Riley, uh, with Chip Kelly, uh, with hiring in the Pac-12. Washington got DeBoer from Fresno State. Uh, looks like WSU, Washington State's going to keep their interim coach as head coach. They did promote him. And for the time being, at least Herm Edwards is safe at Arizona State. But who knows when that shoe may drop. So uh, I think the idea for the Buffs is to make some smart moves amidst all this chaos and some of the ripple effect from some of these coaching uh, changes. Um and smart moves being, who knows, maybe we flip a, a recruit or two, maybe we get a transfer, uh, but there are some opportunities and we need, we, we cannot afford not to take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, obviously the buffs are in search of a offensive coordinator. Um, I hope they get somebody who, you know, runs a reputable, intriguing 
brand of offense that aligns with Katie's kind of vision. And I, I think that vision includes the use of tight end. It's a balanced offense. I think he wants big play type receivers and powerful running game. Um, in my opinion, this OC should have experience. We, it's not a time that we need to kind of roll the dice on somebody who does not. Uh, some folks are talking about bringing back Coach Cap, who is the offensive uh, line coach. And now with Michigan State under Mel Tucker, I think he was promoted to assistant head coach. Um, my reservation about that is, uh, yes, it would be great to have someone like him back. Um, but the play calling side of things, I just don't know if he if he has the the experience. And, and without that, you know, maybe maybe if he would accept a, a co-coordinator role, but uh, that that's unlikely, and it's unlikely MSU is going to part with him. They have deep pockets. Why would they? Um, I am, and I guess you could say, intrigued by some uh, possible candidates. One is Brendan Marion from Pitt. I I don't think he has enough experience as a play caller. In fact, he's not. Uh, I don't know if he's a co-coordinator over there at Pitt, but there, but anyway, Brennan Marion does have some ties to Carl Durrell. He runs this offense called the Go-Go. I'm from, well, I live in DC. Tempor- I'm in Colorado these days temporarily, but uh, Go-Go is a, is a brand of music. Um, but you can look up on YouTube. YouTube, uh, it's a style of an offense that, that I think is interesting and it does use running backs and, and, tight ends and other formations very interestingly. Um, but under that scenario, it'd probably be maybe a co-coordinator with Danny Langsdorf, the current uh, quarterbacks coach, who has who has uh, OC experience before, lots of OC experience. He was at Nebraska and he was at Oregon State. I think he is an acceptable candidate in my view, That, but that's probably not going to be a popular move with you know the fan base. We'll see if... They can afford to do that. Other uh, potential candidates that have been mentioned. Uh, so Justin Fry from UCLA. This is probably also a dream, but he coaches the offensive line as well. And uh, uh, offensively, UCLA is a great running attack, powerful running attack, but they also use a lot of creative uh, formations. But that would be a huge coup in my opinion. Graham Farrell, someone else who may be looking for a job or he may not be. He's kind of off that Mike Leach spread system uh, coaching tree, but late in the season, they really did a really good job with that power running game. So um, I, I, I assume that Carl Durrell is going to want that that running game or want somebody who's got that in their in their resume. But I would I would take him. I would also love to see you know, some of these offensive coordinators bring a quarterback along with them who knows the system. I'll get into that in a, in a second. Tony Walters is a guy, he was a wide receivers coach under um, McIntyre. And I think he is at Missouri now, if I'm not mistaken. He's the offensive coordinator there. Matt Mum uh, evidently has kind of some ties to Carl Durrell. Uh, I think his father played or coached with Carl Durrell at UCLA, but uh, Nevada has a has a high performing offense. Another one is a local uh, guy guy who has local ties, Billy Gonzalez. I think he played wide receiver 
at Thornton, if I'm not mistaken, way back when. But he uh, he is the passing game coordinator at Florida. Um, so again, he doesn't really. Have, I'm not sure if he has play calling experience. So that might be a scenario where it's a co-coordinator with Langsdorf. But anyway, that's all speculation. I'm sure. Uh, um, other than Danny Langsdorf, not even sure if any of these folks will be interviewed for the job, but we'll see how that pans out. Um, in my opinion, I think we need sort of an adjacent offensive system. I think that because each new system uh, that you bring in, it's 250 plus play playbook. There are different you know formations and contingencies, checkoffs, form you know movements and things like that that all have to be um installed as they as they say and not just installed but quarterbacks in the offense they need to kind of get those into their uh systems they internalize them with you know ten thousand reps or whatever it takes and the problem is that time is a binding constraint uh you only can work with college kids so much in the off season so i hope that whatever we go with the new coordinator at least has uh some parallels with the current system, um, which if we do go with Danny Langsdorf, obviously he he knows the current players, he knows what they know, uh, and who knows what he would bring in addition to what's not what's already not there. But um, um, one other consideration is that because Jaron Shivrini also coached the wide receivers, we uh, we will need somebody to take on those responsibilities as well. Uh, so not only are we looking for a, a coordinator, but we're also looking for an offensive line coach. William Vallejos is the incumbent, but he's interim. He took over uh, with five games left. He did show promise, uh, kind of like his style. He's from Alabama. Um, obviously a, a kid who's had success and he knows he knows the kids they seem to respect him or at least responded to him from what we know um there are other candidates that we think or at least one other that i presume will get an interview it's a local cu alum matt mcchesney who runs a uh i guess a training program in denver um I listened to Matt a lot on his podcast, not a lot, but some on his podcast. And uh, when he joins Henry Chisholm, I also listened to that. Uh, and I think he's a guy who um, I, I kind of like his unchained um, personality. I'm not, I'm not convinced he would uh, be worth the risk as far as personality fit or the lack of experience, not just, I mean, he probably knows what he's doing. That's for sure. He's, he's trained a lot of, uh, um, NFL college and high school talent, but also just dealing with the day-to-day -day things that you have to deal with at the college level. Um, but Matt also mentioned Chris Cooper and a few other, uh, potential candidates that could be good fits for the offensive line. And I know he, uh, he's hundred percent, you know, all heart kind of like Darren Schifrini. He, he, uh, he's vested in the buff success. So I think he'll support whoever he, uh, whoever does get chosen. And I definitely think he's, he's worth an interview, deserves an interview. Um, several other, so when we talk about the transfer portal, um, I, I have my preferences and I should say, 
we, several buffs have entered the the transfer portal since the season has ended, as have just a slew of others. It's probably uh, up upwards of three hundred people have entered the portal since season ended. Not sure about that, but just just guessing. There's there's definitely hundred or more. Um, but Chenault entered. Trustin Oliver, a safety has entered a shot Clayton four-star running back injured Zephyana Maya inside linebacker uh, Keith Miller all all entered the the portal recently um, and some in the press speculate that we'll probably we may have up to 10 to 15 in the offseason transfers and we do need some I think just from the uh, coaching perspective they probably want People who have you know potential, who are bought in, who are one, two, three on the depth chart, they want those folks to stick around. But they also probably would appreciate some some of those who don't fit that category move on so that they can make some moves. And the priorities that I uh, believe that they'll be looking at tackle. In fact, I think I know they've already offered at least one tackle in the portal. Um, I think they need a quarterback. As I mentioned, they only have JT Shroud, um, Brennan Lewis, and Drew Carter on scholarship. They will have uh, Owen McCowan, uh, who will be incoming freshman. That gives them, uh, I guess, four scholarship quarterbacks. That's absolute minimum. I think they should also get they should get one more five. Um, we don't know if JT Shroud will be ready by spring. So QB and tackle, absolutely, uh, in my opinion followed by um, maybe defensive line or safety. Both of those, we were lucky. We did not have injuries at safety this year. We did have some attrition uh, at defensive line. Austin Williams left early and uh, Lloyd Murray also left. I think we had one more departure. Oh yeah, Uh, Blaine Toll, defensive end. Um, So defensive line is a priority. Um, I'm not convinced uh inside linebacker i think if they can get somebody uh that they do believe can come in and contribute um i guess just be opportunistic about that uh but on the other hand quinn perry jack lamb marvin marvinham uh and robert barnes you know i i think i think they'll get the job done uh tight end again we have some people in the wings like fourier austin smith don't know how developed these guys are i think four years further along uh eric olson at least he was highly recruited uh so there's potential there but i wouldn't mind just seeing uh you know one of these freak tight ends um if we can get one come on in somebody who's who has experience and can be a real problem day in day out so those those are the priorities tackle qb for sure safety defensive line inside linebacker tight end all right. So another thing I like to see the Buffs do is strengthen their ties with some of these key communities, especially the Polynesian community. Um, not 100% sure, but I think we had about four or five uh, on on the roster. I, I think Zeph has already moved on, but I uh, would like to see more uh, Polynesians in the program for sure. Um, possibly other merging uh communities nigerian uh seems to be seems to be a, a growing area where uh, those kids are, are getting into nfl football and german we have one Joschka gustav i hear there's there's others out there uh but 
primarily, I, I would say Polynesian and Nigerian. They need to um, maybe seek to to get more in the program, uh, and that will enhance their chances to get others. Uh, once we have a bigger presence, I guess a critical mass. I'm not sure what it is, but I think it's more than four or five. Um, and the last thing I would say uh, is to double down on some of the things, the foundational elements of the program. I think the off-season conditioning program led by Shannon Turley, um, he incorporates a lot of uh, you know stretching and other uh, functional strength movements. I do think that's the way to go. Um, and he'll have his first off full off season with, with the program. Secondly, you know, the stuff that they do with the football school, the Academy, you know, teaching the kids, um, kind of more of the philosophy of football and the X's and O's. I think that will pay dividends and should be continued. And finally, the, the leadership component, um, the PAC 12 and, and CU in general, they have an emphasis on the psycholo- psychology and mental and leadership aspects. So. Uh, I think that's the brand that CU needs to uh, continue. Um, I think it's a winning brand. Uh, of course, winning helps to attract and amplify those values, but uh, I don't think CU can outspend you know some of these top tier programs. Um, but they do have incredible assets, particularly Folsom Field. It's one of the best settings in college football. The Champion Center is uh, probably one of the best. Uh, uh, training facilities, uh, health facilities in college football. Um, so it's attractive to players, attractive to coaches. I think we can uh, outperform others in talent evaluation, uh, but we, we need to be right up there at the top, if not the top at talent uh, development. Uh, and it come, that sort of thing, you know, development doesn't happen in – one year necessarily. Uh, true development probably takes uh, two, three, four, five years. Um, so I think this this off season is critical to kind of you know set set things in motion to kind of give this staff this program the uh, I guess I don't know what to say foundation the space that it needs to to move from where it is right now, which is probably around the 80th. Uh, eighth to ninetieth range in the, out of one hundred thirty FBS programs over the three year average to uh, top ten, but it has been done before. It's been done before by Carl Durrell, who's been here um, as offensive coordinator, and Rick George, athletic director, Lance Carl. Uh, they do, I believe, know what it takes, and they will get there. Um, okay, so that is it for me. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is my first full year in the podcasting business, first season, I should say. Um, I plan to check in after or maybe before the signing period, which is in about two weeks. Um, By then, I wouldn't be surprised if we have some coaching uh, decisions that have been made. But on the other hand, if they're waiting for the, you know, season to end or, um, if they're looking for some NFL candidates, it could take longer. So you can find the uh, the links in where you're getting your podcast to sign up for a newsletter, um, which I have on, on, on review. And you can stay in touch that way. You can also follow me on 
Twitter at Trevmon28. But thanks uh, so much for listening and looking forward to, uh, to what pans out here uh, in the next few weeks of the off season.